When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. And as we congratulate Liverpool on winning the Premier League title in 2018-19 after their crushing victory at home to West Ham, as Manchester City could only scrape through 2-0 away at lowly Arsenal to discuss that and much more. I've got three guests with me. Someone we welcome back from last week's show, the only member of the team to retain his place in this week's lineup. Welcome back to Steve Cox. Thank you. Hello. Someone I bumped into on the way into the Emirates only this weekend on the way into the ground. Welcome back to Sarah Messenger. Hello again. And someone who I'm going to be very polite to this week because he's given me a lift to the Etihad on Sunday. Welcome to Tony Newgrosh. Nice to be here. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Go to bet.citypodcast.net for all the latest offers and odds. So, Sarah, City really didn't need to get out of second gear, did they, at Arsenal to win pretty comfortably, to be fair? I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, wasn't a brilliant sort of blow-you-away performance, but uh, winning away 2-0 at Arsenal in the first day of the season has got to be a great result. So I was very happy with it. Some mixed bag in terms of performances. Um, had an interesting chat with my dad on the phone this morning. So uh, uh, let's put it this way, we didn't agree on who did and didn't have a good game. So, so what's your dad's view? A very critical man, I seem to he's, remember. He's he... a hard taskmaster, yeah, yeah he yeah. is. And uh, he'll be listening to this, so I've got to do justice to his opinions. But basically, half the but, team but were we, great. We can call him a miserable git, though, can't <laughs> we? I mean, you, you... <laughs> my mum might agree with that, you never know. Um so half the team were great. Stones, Laporte, Walker, Sterling, uh, Fernandinho. He loves Fernandinho. Uh, they were all great and fine, played well. Bernardo? Uh, oh, well, that's the interesting one. Oh, right. Well, sh- should we hold that hold for a that second? Hold that thought. I'll hold okay. that thought because I think we need to bring the others in yeah. as well quickly. Um, Steve, welcome back. Thank you. Um, yeah, didn't, I said didn't get out of second gear. Did we get into third gear at times? Or was no, it? I don't think we really needed to. I did see when Arsenal had a really good patch in the second half, City just seemed to up the game ever so slightly and took the wind out of their sails and that's when we scored the second goal and everything was done and dusted. Annoying thing that we could have probably won 3-0 if Aguero had been bothered to pass the ball to the spare, empty De Bruyne who'd busted a gut to run 60, 70 yards Yeah, but when, you, when you've scored 201 goals for City, you, you've got to back yourself in that situation. I knew he was going to shoot. The, lo- uh, the, the look on De Bruyne's face. He happy. was not happy at all. He's it's, fit though, isn't he? You're not kidding. <laughs> yeah. Passed the fitness test. So you're looking happy, Tony? We were magnificently average, I thought, actually. We we toyed with them. Two easy goals, four victories on the run. I was remembering when I was there in 87, we lost 4-0. Never, McCarthy was playing. Never won it, And I was we? quite pleased. I thought we got off lightly that day. So how things changed. No, great result. So back to your dad then, because I'm keen okay. to... to, to, to What's his name, by the way? Gerald. Gerald. Hello, yeah. Ger- Hello, Gerald. That's a good Gerald. 
Is he Jerry? No, he's Gerald. No, he's a Gerald. He's definitely a Gerald. Yeah. So what? So Gerald then? Who was he not happy with then? Let's start with. <laughs> so the... he wasn't happy. Mares waste of time. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm probably. If you're listening, Dad, sorry if I'm not quite expressing it as you would. But generally, Mares didn't have a good game. You don't get much for sixty million. Though, you don't days, get do much you? for sixty million. Aguero was all right, but you know, could have could have passed that ball. Should have should have passed that ball. Um, uh, but the one we had, Gundogan didn't have a great game. Uh, Edison messing about a bit at the end. Doesn't like he doesn't like goalies that mess about. Uh, although you know who does. Uh, <laughs> but Bernardo is the one we have the biggest argument about. I love Bernardo Silva. I think he's a great player. Well, he was man and of the match. And some I, people, not my I, man of the match, but lots of people were saying he's man. Of, he was man yeah. of the match. You're, you're nodding, Tony. You're man of the match, Bernardo. He, he was pretty damn good. Yeah, can't argue. Can you? Magnificent goal. He was lively. Yeah, he did yeah, it for me. Didn't, so what, what's, what's Gerald's problem then? He, he doesn't think he does anything. He doesn't think he actually adds any value. So, I mean, a goal, <laughs> other than a goal, clearly. But <laughs> do you know what? You'll have to, we'll have to ask me dad what it is we'll he doesn't really on. like about we'll me. We'll have to get him on. We'll, we'll You're get right. On. We'll get Gerald on. He's on the end of a phone line. I'm sure we could do a uh, yeah, we phone could do. interview with All him. All sorts of <laughs> things we could do with Gerald. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Bernardo Silva, let's start with him. Because some people said he was man of the match at Wembley some people said he was man of the match this week it's like two weeks on the trot he's someone who maybe you'd said wouldn't necessarily get a starting slot you know from the start of the season but he, he's claiming a, a, a place here isn't well, he well that, that said before before the season started Guardiola hinted that David Silva wouldn't play quite so much this year and actually Bernardo is the one player I see as the natural successor to David because he, he's got the skills he's got the ability he's got the vision um, he gets box to box he's not the quickest player but he's, he's certainly got stronger over the summer and um, the players call him bubblegum because the ball seems to stick to his feet wherever it comes from it just seems to stick to his foot and he seems to know what to do with it I think he's a great player and he's a team player as well he's not a selfish so-and-so when when we saw the bench I mean and people who talked about them that was frightening wasn't it it was just awesome I mean the the number of internationals and world-class players that are on that bench obviously three came on um, and I think it had a bit of an impact. But uh, it does fill you with hope and joy and just pleasure knowing that we've got such a deep squad this season. Yes, I was, I was pleasuring myself at that bench, I have to say. It was, uh, they say the strongest bench ever in history. I'm not quite sure how you measure that. But You've got to be careful. Ger- Gerald and his wife might be listening to <laughs> yeah. this. So just, not just, anymore. Just, just calm, calm well, yourself. My mum will be laughing at that. Don't you worry. <laughs> so while you were pleasuring yourself, Tony, um, what other thoughts were you having then about that bench? In particular, and try- I loved. I love the fact Foden was there. Yeah. I think he's going to get a chance this year, and he, he thoroughly deserves it. He's everything we want in a player. Um, and he does. He say it inspires you with great confidence. If things weren't going well, you you bring on well, De Bruyne, Sane, you've Jesus. got Jesus company. Just magnificent, absolutely magnificent. I think one of the challenges this season. Uh, or issues this season is that because we've got such an amazing squad and two great players pretty much for every position I think you know there's some uh, stuff going on on Twitter people moaning about Gundogan a bit of moaning about Mendy and one or two other players it uh, I really hope with City fans we never get to that point where you've got to be perfect every time you play and if you don't you're clearly a waste of money or a load of old rubbish and we'll all moan about you on Twitter it's we'll take we're moving on from my dad to Twitter right, that's what's going on, on. Yeah, a lot is. of that is going on on Twitter and yes I mean when you're earning the money you're earning and when we've paid the fees we've paid for players you expect decent performances most of the time but the idea that Mares was just going to arrive and just have a 9 or 10 out of 10 performance immediately score 4 goals and is, is not, it's just not going to happen but, like but, that but that having been said 
we won, we broke every record going uh, last season. We're, we're favourites by a country mile this season. We've already won a major trophy this season. It's a major trophy when you win it, as we say. Um, and we've, you know, we're top of the league. So, so you know, after just one game. So, so ex- being serious, expect expectation is really, really high at the moment. And, and people are saying, well, are we going to break the 100 points? Will we actually be another Invincibles and so on? So th- there is pressure on us to perform. We've still got Pep. We've still invested a lot in this team. So the expectation is high. People do expect us to perform week in, week out. Yeah, I mean? but every player is not going to perform 100 out of 100 every week, I don't think. I mean, we saw some great performances yesterday. Carl Walker absolutely wrecked. And I mean wrecked their fullback completely. When he set off on that run, he, he, it's almost like he'd, he'd, he'd had a run-up. And he did, went past the first player. The second guy tried to block him off and just got... He just ran over the top of him. Poor mm. sod had to be taken off just afterwards. I'd say I'm astonished we haven't mentioned Bendy yet. Yes. I, it, I, he was everywhere. Yes. I mean, he's got the positional sense of a rabid dog, but he was <laughs> everywhere on that pitch. Two assists. Quite often where he didn't need to be. Exactly. But, yeah. I mean, I do worry in all seriousness. He, was, he wasn't playing fullback for most no. of the game. And in bigger games, it might cost us. But hopefully, as Pep alluded to... He might calm down. So is your... Uh, clearly, we've, we've got two, two sides to, to... Well, three sides. We've got the social media side, which we'll leave, leave for a moment because he's obviously the social media apprentice at, at City and, and got, got that job nailed, nailed down pretty well. But in terms of defensively, is that where you're concerned? Because going forward, he's awesome. And, he, and he's enormous as well, the size of him. He's massive. So going forward, he looks fantastic. But defensively, are we, are we exposed? Is that he, something you worry he about? He did look a little flaky at times, didn't he? Was it Monreal who had that shot? Who just walked through him, basically, which, is, yeah. as you say, is not easy for a man of his size. I think he will settle down. And I think Pep's made it clear he does need to address his positional sense and his team responsibilities. I put it down to over-enthusiasm at the moment, but he will be, I'm sure, a great asset to the team. Yeah, where, do, yeah. where do you sit on... on, on where do you sit I on think, me? I don't well, think you do sit on me that often, but you know, if, you, if you have All the, the double entendres <laughs> in this show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, men, one of the criticisms about Mendy when he was at Monaco was that he, defensively he wasn't as strong as other left-backs. I think, I mean, City bought Mendy because he absolutely fits the way Pep wants to play. And I think Pep accepts that occasionally he'll cost us a goal. But the amount of goals he'll help, he'll create and help us score is worth the trade off again in terms of his occasional laps defensively. Clearly, there'll be a focus in training and coaching to eliminate or reduce his lapses defensively but I think it's just that's what you that's the price we have to pay to watch him maraud up and down the wing and do pullbacks as clever as the one he did for Bernardo Silva and don't forget the first goal was his assist mm? and actually I, it was only when I watched it a few times you realised he ran to the left and pulled away a couple yeah. of defenders that opened up the space for mm? Sterling so he deserves a lot of credit for that too yeah it, it, we were quite lucky yesterday in that Arsenal were fairly inept going forward and Laporte and Stones actually covered for Mendy really well as did Fernandinho on a couple of occasions but I'd be worried if we'd have been playing Liverpool yesterday that would have um, freaked me out a little bit seeing Mendy that far up the pitch but then maybe that's that's not the game for Mendy maybe that's the game for Delph mm. for example so we'll have to see uh, my men of the match I, I gave it to two players I, I just thought our centre-half centre pairing of Laporte and Stones were magnificent yesterday I thought they were brilliant just the way they played together it was tight um, they defended well I thought the distribution was good I just thought that those two looked absolutely superb and you know we've said in, in sort of 
recent seasons, you know, if company's not there, we are dire at the back or we're vulnerable at the back at least, and Stones needs company. Um, clearly, his days at City are, are, are limited. He's not any younger. Uh, he's had his injury problems, so I suspect we're not going to see him every week. But I, and, and, and again, we've got to preface this by this is one game. This is 90 minutes of the first game. But, but, but I was very encouraged by the way those two performed. I thought they looked great together. Yeah, they look assured, and I think with uh, along with Edison, they make a really firm sort of triumvirate at the back. I think Edison had a the odd ricket yesterday. <laughs> I think he did a couple of strange things, although almost never nowhere near as good as Petr Cech's one at the other end that nearly mm. went in. Um, but you know, I, th- I think it looks nice to have them them settled at the back there. Laporte's passing range is phenomenal and I, I think I remember seeing one ball from him almost on the halfway line right into the corner that was taken out of the sky by Mares on with his toe almost perfect pass and a perfect reception and control of the ball so I think they're great and they're, they're you know you, they're young as well they're only what 21 22 23 something like that so they've got years ahead of them your, your thoughts? Are you, you don't look convinced, Tony. No, no, I thought, to be fair, Arsenal were rubbish going forward, yeah. weren't they? I mean, that, when Ozil, well, Edison threw the ball out to Ozil, it was, it was bizarre, wasn't it? Because yeah. Lacazette, I think he must have thought he was offside because he just made no effort to play the ball. He's as good as David Silva, though, you well, know. Well, allegedly. Uh, but no, they're in a, I mean, the offsides, they got perfectly right every time, didn't they? They, they knew exactly what they were doing. They looked very well organised. To be fair, Ozil is only on 350 grand a week, to be fair. fair. Point, so, yeah. you know, I think he's, he's probably looking for, for, for a decent wage and he might put in a decent performance. Yeah. You know, he's... No, yeah, he was, he was, you can see why Arsenal fans get so exasperated with him. But no, we were, as we said, we never really got out of third gear, didn't we? But there's an awful lot more to come from that team. I'd go as far as to say, I think, as City fans, I think we prefer to see Stones and Laporte as the starting partnership at the back now for the vast majority of games, certainly some of the harder games. And even last season, we wouldn't have said that. No. So... And is that because you're recognising companies' days are limited or or the fact that those two are the future? I think allowing for Vinny's, in, if I go again, chatting about Vinny like I know him, uh, but allowing for company's injury problems and his age, I think... He's 32! <laughs> yeah, I wish! Got, yeah, but he's, knock, he's knocking on relative to Stones and Laporte, isn't he? Um, I think there's something about the way they play together and their style of play and their understanding and confidence in each other that gels better than if one of them plays with either Otamendi or company. Um and I, I think Laporte is grossly underrated. I think he's a brilliant player. I think Stones is as well, but Stones gets more attention because he's English. But I think Laporte was a great buy. And I'd be more than happy if they were the main centre-back partnership for the most of the season. Not sure what Otamendi's done wrong, to be honest. I think he was one of our men of the season last year. He had the most passes in the Premier League, didn't he? Or something daft like that. He was, he was a rock. So he'll be there or thereabouts. Listen, it's a great problem to have, isn't it? Four fit centre-halves you, you trust with your lives um, Somebody put on Twitter or I heard on the radio I can't remember but they kind of talked about City's second 11 um, Bravo aside you know it was it was they reckon that it would finish third in the Premier League <laughs> you know that, that if you put that team out every week um, and, and you know it, it includes people like Company and Otamendi yeah. we're, we're, I'm, I'm getting overexcited again well, it, well exactly could you do that could you do City A and City B <laughs> well Juventus was he uh, it was Juve did it yesterday didn't they a friendly Ronaldo played in his first match for them but before you started a team and sort of started at the bottom whatever where, where would they need to start you can't own two clubs though can you so we'll call it something have... else yeah but you'd still have the same ownership wouldn't it 
Is that how it works? I think so. Would Gerald be interested in taking over? <laughs> <the movie? laughs> well, that'd be, right. that'd be an interesting challenge for yeah. him, wouldn't it? Yeah. Give you the give you the, the B team. Yeah. You know what you're talking so, about yeah. every week in which. We'll, so, so. we'll have Bernardo in the A team. Exactly. <laughs> he, he wouldn't want anything we gave him in the B team. He'd just say it's rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> can, can I talk about one or two negatives then? And, and I think we've got to be realistic here as well. And it wasn't a perfect performance. We, we've already said that. And, and Gundogan, as you said, Sarah's come in for quite a bit of criticism sort of social media-wise. Um, I think it's obviously he had some nose surgery or something I think which is why he's wearing the mask as well which is an interesting look but that aside he did give the ball away quite a bit he, he wasn't the influence that maybe he could have been and any thoughts on him is that just early season or is that a case of actually he's maybe a weak link within the side how do you feel well I think he's had a difficult summer quite clearly everything went on in Germany uh, he doesn't look quite up to speed yet so hopefully he'll come good. I mean, I thought he started very brightly when he first came to City. He had that big injury, didn't he? And he's taken a bit of time to get back to full fitness, I think. Let's give him, give him hope. It's not an easy place to start Arsenal. He did all right. They all, listen, they all struggled a bit at times yesterday. I think it's a little harsh to pick him out for particular criticism. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and he wasn't taken off till. Did he go off late? I don't think he went off at all, did he? So obviously Pep wasn't that disappointed with his, with his performance. I think he's he's a quality player, Gundogan, and I think I was getting frustrated with the times he was given the ball away in the first half. Although having watched the match back when I got home, like you do, um, I, I kind of realised that he'd played a quite a lot of good balls as well yesterday. So he'd done some good stuff in midfield. So I, you know, it wasn't a dreadful performance. It just wasn't as eye-catching as some of De Bruyne's performances when he's played brilliantly. And Sterling scored. Um, a lot of people said he didn't make a shot like that in the whole of the World Cup, which is slightly unfair, but I did hear that on the radio earlier on today. But uh, took it well. From where I was sat, we thought he hit the post and come straight back out again. And which, was, which actually the city bench didn't think it had gone in to start with. It actually hit the camera behind the goal yeah. and bounced at an awkward angle. And yeah. so nestling in the air. It was, everyone was confused, weren't they? We were trying to work it out. I thought, looking at the, the net that was closest to our end, it looked so like they'd sort of pulled it very, very tight. And I thought it just hit it at a certain angle and bounced straight back. But uh, obviously we saw it was a microphone or a camera or whatever that, uh, that it hit and come straight back out. So uh, a delayed reaction from the City fans. But he took two defenders on um, and, and hit it well and, and hit the back of the net so yeah. he's, he's back to his scoring St- form Sterling's back on form set up by Mendy very good um, do we we talked about Mares very quickly because Gerald had a view of Mares but but Tony your view um, a bargain snip mm, Ooh. still settling in I think he's still not quite done it for me I mean he's a brilliant player I'm sure he will come good I'm not quite sure how we fit him into the team who he's going to replace Sane looks a little out of sorts at the moment, but likewise, a little early to... Uh... Good free kick yesterday. His free kick yes, was good. Yes, he did. Czech, Czech did well to he save did. that. But I thought against Chelsea as well, he didn't quite have the impact we all would hope for. But he'll come good, and the good thing is we can afford to take him out the firing line and rotate, and he'll have all the time he needs to really settle into that team. But he's certainly got the talent, there's no question about that. He's still young as well. We don't need Mares to do for us what he did for Leicester. He was the star player, you know, along with Vardy, and he he did things for that team that no other player at Leicester could do. Whereas we've got quite a lot of players who can do what Mares does. So we we just need him to be able to fit into the system and produce some moments of magic. Where, where do you see him fitting in? Where do you see him fitting in then, Sarah? 
wide on either side, but predominantly probably on the right, which is where he played yesterday. And playing 50% of the games, interchanging with that. How fluid how fluid you see that front, like totally fluid? Is that kind of how we've had some questions on Twitter? It's one of the questions that's come up, is that fluidity of those front three? Well, you can't have 22 brilliant players and then play the same 11 for the vast majority of the games. Well, you know, half of them will be putting transfer requests in. And in any case, what's the point of building a brilliant squad and spending all that money if one of the skills of Pep will be to make sure that they get enough game time to feel involved, but that he adapts his team for the type of opposition he's playing. So I think Mares will play as much as most of that front six. How do you see that front 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 three working Tony do you see Pep ringing the changes or do you think he'll have a favourite three that he'll stick with and the others all he did for the big games last year didn't he it was Sterling Aguero um, and Sane but he will rotate and slight digression if I may Mm. Uh, it was interesting there's a new book out about Pep's time at Barcelona he was talking about how he changed the whole culture of the club and the three things he looked for in a player was one work rate two humility and three, team spirit. He would have somebody watching the bench, and if the substitutes didn't get up and support the team and cheer when they scored, they're out. And I think that's been instilled into the City team, hasn't it, on the bench. The only one who looked a little off yesterday, I thought, was Sane. Mm. Doesn't look entirely happy, but Mares will have to buy into that. He's certainly got the skill, he's certainly got the work rate, um, comes across as quite humble, so I think it, it will all go well for the season ahead. What's your understanding of humility then? What's he looking for in, in that regard? I understand the other two. How does humility work then? Well, I think Kevin De Bruyne, probably. Someone who's humble, modest, plays for the team, isn't out getting hammered every night and attracting headlines. I'd put Aguero up there as well. He's just... You, you never hear of him, and that's that's great. And is that why you think Pep maybe has had a bit of a dig at Mendy as well on the social media front? Is that is that maybe yeah, why that's happened? Because that doesn't quite fit with that yeah, philosophy. Yeah, I think he's just saying, right, now, you know what, tough and dying months, we understand that. It's been great for team spirit. You've kept your own pecker up, but now this is where the serious business starts. And we all love it, let's be clear. I mean, we wouldn't want it to stop, but I think he's right. He's got to get that balance right. And I know this is a podcast, so I can't quite visually get this across brilliantly. But for me, the humility thing is summed up by the fact that we don't have players who celebrate a goal in a kind of Cantona or Pogba style. You know, that whole kind of... Or even a case of Ibrahimovic would be the greatest example. Sarah's throwing her arms and posing. Think Ibrahimovic when he scores a goal. That's not how City players celebrate scoring a goal. They might run off and. They celebrate as a team. But they celebrate as a team. And I think anyone who did stand there Ibrahimovic style, having scored a goal, would be quickly on their way out of the club. I think the one thing I've noticed actually when City tend to score, the first thing the scorer almost does is congratulate the person that set him up. That seems to happen quite a lot, which I think is the right thing. Mm. That fits in with that. All right. Well, listen, let's take a quick break. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome back. Let's talk about the season as a whole then. And everybody is talking about the mighty Liverpool fantastic performance at the weekend they sit proudly at the top of the Premier League as we record this podcast um, your thoughts on 
them being a, a real threat. Were they 25 points behind us at the end of last season, was it? They've got to make up, I think, was the, was the gap between the two sides that some people tend to forget. They're already saying that they're going to bridge that gap. How's that going to happen, Steve? Are we going to lose 15 points and they're going to gain 10 points? Is That's that the, the only way it could happen. I think it's not just about Liverpool getting better. It would have to be about City getting worse. And the evidence I've seen so far, so far City are as good as we were last year, if not better. So I can't see how someone can draw that conclusion. I've no doubt that Liverpool will be better than last year because they have strengthened during the summer. But whether they can bridge that kind of a gap, who knows? Sarah, your thoughts on Liverpool? They are, are they, Do you see them or is it maybe Chelsea or Spurs, someone else who you'd see as, a, as the, the closest threat to City? I do see Liverpool as the grossest threat, but I, I can't guarantee it's not because of all the ridiculous level of hype around them. I think Chelsea might be quite interesting, actually. Mm. Now he's got uh, Kovacic and, you know, Jorginho, if they hold on to Hazard. Uh, I'm not worried about the red scum um, I, for the first time probably in my life. Uh, Tottenham, I can't see them being any better as a result of not buying anyone. And Arsenal, we saw yesterday that they're definitely going to be uh, off the pace in for, if that evidence is anything to go by. Um, so I think I do think Liverpool are a team because they're the only other team that has I think an identity almost as clear as ours in terms of the way Klopp has them playing um, and he's clearly bought players that fit into that identity so uh, but I even if City got 90 points so we dropped 10 more points than we did this last season they're still going to have to make 15 points up that's five wins they didn't get uh, so I think I'm, I'm I think they'll push us, but and I think because they're a bogey team as well, that doesn't help with our levels of anxiety around them. But I, I'm still confident we will win the league. Bogey team? Did we beat them five nil last year? Yeah, but at Anfield we never beat them. Do no, we? we don't. But they are a bit let of a them, bogey yeah, team. Let them win something, and then they can be arrogant scousers. Um, at the moment, they've choked every time they've come near to winning something. We'll see. They. Throw it away against weaker teams. They've done that for quite a few years. Let's see if it's going to be any different. Or will Klopp blame it on the length of the grass again? And Concussion. Yeah, he That's the latest to, one, concussion. He needs to calm down a little, doesn't he? So we'll see. But yes, listen, they play good football. They're good to watch. It would be nice to have a proper challenge this year. And I know that sounds a little arrogant, but you know, 19 points clear. It does get a little bit tedious, doesn't it? Let, let someone have a go and challenge us. I suspect it will be them. But I think we've got more than enough in the tank. But but to be fair, they've strengthened, haven't they? They've strengthened they in, in all the important positions as well. Yeah, so, so but we'll see. So, you know, there are other clubs closer to home who've spent a fortune and have gone nowhere. So whether it will help them, we'll have to see. So your thoughts on what will happen to City this season? I'm going to just ask Steve to throw it open in a second. We have quite a few Twitter questions, so Steve's just going to take us through some of those. But before we do that, just your thoughts on City and is it going to be 100 points? Is it going to be an unbeaten season? Are we going to win the Champions League? All these questions that people are, are asking. What, what's your view on all of those then, Tony? It was, it was quite gut-wrenching when they took that 100 points off us, wasn't it, when we kicked off? We had 100 and now we're back to zero again. I really don't... I, it would be unbelievable for us to, to match or beat that 100 points. I think teams will really be gunning for us this year. And frankly, I don't care. One of the players yesterday made the point, as long as we win the league, I'll take that. If it's by a point or 19 points, I'm not really that bothered, quite frankly. Who knows? I think we're well equipped to do well in four competitions. As we saw last year, we need a little bit of luck. League's always my priority. I think we'll win it. Anything else is a bonus. I think that's the problem with that question. Is I, it's that I don't think we'll get 100 points again, but we might. 
Um, I don't think we'll win four trophies. What I do know is we've got a team that's capable of winning every competition it goes into. So then, so that's all you can do is put that team and that management and that coaching in place. The fact that we might get a ropey decision in the Champions League semi-final or that we don't get all the last-minute winners that we got last season in our, in our glory trail to 100 points. Or draw Wigan again. Or draw Wigan again. Yeah. You know, so some of the ones where we got a 2-1 win last minute might, become, might remain one-all draws this season. But, so that's why it's impossible to predict. But all we can say as City fans is we, we've got the best team uh, and we've got a chance of winning all those competitions. Where do you sit, Steve? Are you kind of being a bit more pessimistic, a bit more bullish? And... No, no, not really. I, I think I can see us winning the league again this year. I don't think we'll win it by as far, and I don't think we'll get as many points because I think you know some teams will potentially work us out a little bit and put something in, in our way. But I still think we've got more than enough firepower to get through that. And, and have a cracking good season. And as Sarah says, we've got a chance in, in four competitions. It'd be nice if we could win all four. Unlikely to happen, but we, we always start out with the, the mentality that we could win it. So We've had a number, number of questions, most of which we've kind of covered as part of the questions, you know, about that fluid front three and about Mares and Gundogan and so on. But there's one in particular, I think, that you've picked up from Twitter you, yeah. you're keen for us to talk about. Yeah, Darren Watson says, do you get as pissed off as I do when Liverpool United ETC spend massive money Van Dyke, Pogba, Allison as examples. It's seen by the media as great business, but when City do it, it's disgraceful and ruining football. Discuss. Tony, can't Watson. argue with that, can you? No, it's the highest level of hypocrisy, particularly by uh, Hair Klopp, it has to be said. Uh, I think we've spent wisely. I don't think we've tried to ruin football. We've Any money we've spent has gone to other football teams. So it's been reinvested in the larger footballing family. And I think we've got a bloody brilliant team to be proud of so not my money but money well spent I think uh, yeah the, the answer is a very very definite yes I get equally pissed off for two main reasons one is because um, there's this sense that we don't spend our own money which as we, you and I were discussing before we started just isn't true we, we are spending our own money and we generate our own um, money but the second reason is because actually Sky make a lot of money out of the fact that there are six in inverted commas, credible contenders for the Premier League title. It's much more exciting than it used to be. The fact that City walked it last season is almost by the by. Every season, there's a sense that six teams could win it. That's infinitely more interesting and exciting when it was United plus either Arsenal or Chelsea for about 15 years. And it was boring. It was. And, and, and United spent lots of money in those years to keep themselves on top. The fact that other people are doing it now and it dares to be City it is... Uh, you know, we criticise for it, and I, 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 it really pisses me off. So it's all about protectionism, I think. Yeah, That's the, the problem. Is is the clubs that used to have it still want it, and they get fed up when other clubs have actually come and taken it away. And for um, for some maniacal Cheshire grin bloke from Liverpool being so duplicitous with the comments that he made a couple of years ago about not being able to spend money, then going out and spending an absolute fortune and just laughing it off like, well, well you know, you know that, that for me, if that's at the root of your cause, then you really are not the person that you made yourself out to be. I think the other point is City has kept its soul as a club. Yes, we are mm. vastly different from where we are, but I love going to the ground and all the quotes from all the players and the pictures. I mean, they know what it feels like to be a fan and what we've been through. The club really has 
kept the respect of the fans and they've invested hugely haven't they in the stadium in the training facilities there's a legacy there for hundreds of years I'll take you back to the comment made by Paul Dickoff when someone was shouting to him where were you when we were shit and he said I was playing actually <laughs> <laughs> and talking of the pictures I've just, I've just seen pictures of a brand new one that's gone up, gone up which we'll look forward to seeing to on, look forward to seeing on Sunday which is the uh, Jesus goal that got us the, uh, the 100 points so I think there's a, there's a picture and a, and, and a comment about that you want to talk about the kit as well we talk about kit from time to time we've all got our favorite kits and uh, obviously not simmons no, no not, not kit simmons uh, but you you want tony you want to talk a little bit about the kit you you're a fan or not because we played in our sort of navy with the sort of sky blue and the fluorescent stripes uh, against arsenal absolutely horrible football no. kits should not have pinstripes they should have big fat black and red stripes i love that kit and that was like I don't know, like they'd hung the kit out to dry in a leaky old paint factory or something. It's horrible. But it's absolutely at, horrible. Excuse me, you were there in 1999 at Wembley against Gillingham. Is it not a throwback to that, that lovely fluorescent yellow and blue colour? That, that, that iconic kit that, that started this revolution at Manchester City? They were City. fat stripes. They were fat. So it's not the colours, it's the thin stripes. Thin, yes, it's like, you know, like they're going to wear bowler hats to go with it or something. And then there's, there's a silly label at the back that they've forgotten to take off, I think. No, it's ridiculous. I'm sorry, Get sensible kit. one thing i agree with you is red and black stripes all day long for absolutely. me absolutely yeah mm-hmm. i'm with you on that I, I did see something funny yesterday which suggested that the away shirt which you'll like this tony the away shirt looks like a 1980s duvet cover <laughs> um <laughs> which i i can kind of i can kind of see I, but i like it i quite like it from a so, distance, it's all right, because yeah. you can't see those silly stripes. But close up, no. I'm, I'm a red and black man, but I, yeah. like, I prefer the, the, the white shirt with oh, the, the red and black. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's I love nice that one. one. Looked yeah. good on Mike Doyle, didn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, it's, I have to say, it's growing on me. I, I'm not that keen on the, on the home kit, because there's a button. I don't know what that button's yeah, what doing. what is that button? I don't What's know. It? I don't know. I don't and also, get that. The pajama, I really don't get there's that. There's the stuff on the sleeve, so... There's rumours that we've got Puma coming oh, in no, next year. Oh, no, definitely got 50, yep. 50 million quid's worth of Puma next, next season. Bring some, it on. Some fashion designer, though, did a, sub, a survey of all 20 shirts this season. And, and Cities who came, came top, yeah. Cities was fourth. Really? For mm-hmm. style and whatever other factors he took into account. And really? the red scum came top because of their nice little stripey bit. It's the only, it's the only, thing, the only thing they're going to win this the year. The only yeah. thing sure. they're going to win, yes. Absolutely. They're having a parade. <laughs> Listen, let's, let's talk about the weekend then. Um, I'm getting a lift with Tony, which is exciting. Um, we're, we're playing Huddersfield, the Terriers. First home game. Have you got your bag of confetti to take with you? So if you're a citizen or a season card holder, you were sent a oh, scarf. Is, is that what it's for? That was, those were the instructions. The in, you, throw at the players when they come out. Absolutely. You get clear instructions, bring your confetti, bring your scarf, and throw it as the champions come out. Is exactly what, 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 what if they injure somebody with a ball of confetti? They're quite light, to be fair. It's not going to be a problem, I don't think. So let's talk about the game rather than confetti. I thought it was a freshener you put in the washing machine, no? <laughs> you could try that with yeah. your new kit, with yeah. your new shirt. Um, Sarah, a bit, bit of... Uh, bit of uh, well, it's quite. It's going to be interesting actually because uh, first home game of the season. You always want a, a good performance. We want to see how much we build on what we did yesterday. But of course, what does feel gave us a game. I mean, they a bit spoiled the party a bit last season. They, they will definitely be a team that will be one assume set up defensively to keep us out. So it'd be an early test for whether any of Pep's thinking about how he tweaks our approach to these games and his, particularly his use of fullbacks and wingers, whether it delivers different results against quite a defensive team. So in a way, I'm quite glad we're playing a team that will replicate what probably 14 of the 19 teams we play at home will do all season. 
Will Spanish Dave, who I hear has just announced his retirement from international football, will Spanish Dave be in the side? I think he'll get a run out, won't he? Maybe yeah. just from the bench. But no, looking forward to it. Should be, as you say, a good game. And it will be, I think, very symptomatic of what we'll face all season. No one's going to come and attack us, are they? So I think we'll, we'll, we'll do it, won't we? And Huddersfield, great memories. So looking forward. Finally, Steve, your thoughts? I City, Huddersfield? 3 0 win to City when we eventually break through. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you to my three gre- three guests, my three guests as well, to Tony Newgrosh. That's what I was trying to think about. You see, <laughs> I always get it wrong somewhere along the line. Tony Newgrosh, Sarah Messenger, and Steve Cox. This is Nigel Rothman saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sports Social Podcast Network.